Hey, hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of Conversations on India with Panda and Vyas. So Panda is just about to join us and then we'll get started. Today it's just going to be me and him and uh, we have a lineup of four uh, topics for you and finally uh, we'll be covering some uh, news and shorts. So Panda is here, let me just invite him. Change report by, by the intergovernmental panel on climate change. Then uh, we are also going to do uh, some discussion on the new insurance bill. Hey, hi Siddharth, how are you doing? Hello, sir. I'm fine. I'm messed good, up. Good. I'm going to say something. What? 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 So, exactly, exactly. All right. So, uh, without further ado, let's get started. Uh, today is just going to be the two of us. Uh, we're going recording this at uh, 6 or 4 p.m. on the 13th of August 2021. So, uh, Panda, do you want to start with the first one? Yes, yeah. Uh, may I start? In fact, you know, I have plenty of topics. I don't think so. We'll be mm-hmm. able to manage all. But yes, yeah. this week has been. Uh, very happening. So I'll just start with mm-hmm. uh, United Nations Code Red and what uh, it's it's about the IPCC report. Uh, the IPCC recently launched the AR6 report, that is Assessment Report 6, uh, mm-hmm. titled Climate Change 2021, the Physical Science Basis. So mm-hmm. uh, first I'll tell you what IPCC is. IPCC is an intergovernmental body of UN, uh, UN right? It, it was mm-hmm. formed by WMO and UNEP uh, back in 1988. And it is, its membership is open for all the members of UN and WMO. What it does is, mm-hmm. uh, it has scientists that publishes the reports and uh, gives data uh, on a science, uh, scientific basis. Right. It, mm-hmm. it is not an implementing body. It's just an intergovernmental body which publishes the data and stats, you know. And this is that, uh, this is the report that had given us, uh, you know, 1.5 degree target and uh, which led to Paris climate deal. So it is a very important yeah. uh, re- report. Like whenever it releases its report, this is a sixth edition, AR6. So whenever it releases its report, there is uh, something that is, you know, something concrete is taken because uh, this uh, organization is not biased by politics. It publishes everything scientifically. I just did what are mm-hmm. the findings of this report and then we'll move on. Right. So first yeah. thing, uh, clearly IPCC uh, report has said that, you know, human beings are responsible for the climate change. You know, uh, we, we used to quote uh, natural phenomena and now uh, on a scientific basis, they have said this and they have said that changes that have been done now are irreversible. Like the damage has already been done and uh, mm-hmm. some amount of damage is uh, such that it cannot be reverted back. Another thing that said is that, you know, no region of the world is unaffected. Every region uh, is impacted by the climate change and the uh, target of 1.5 degree that we kept, you know, we, we were hoping to limit it um, by 1.5 degree. The report says that within next two decades, we are going to uh, breach that 1.5 degree targets over the pre-industrial le- uh, levels, you know, early 1900s and uh, that. Yeah. And, you know, there is no way to contain it. The only way to contain a further rise above 1.5 degree is that if all the countries start acting now, the time is already mm-hmm. gone, but the best part is that if you start acting now. And uh, given that if all the countries in the world, uh, you know, start to go carbon neutral, net carbon neutrality mm-hmm. by 2050, only then can they limit this uh, rise by 0.1 additional degree, that is 1.6 degree by this year, uh, by the century end, you know, and India has not even set a target and China is aiming for 2060. So that is how, uh, that is the gravity of the situation. See, uh, this is where we are right now. This is what this report says. Apart from that, it has said that, you know, flooding will increase and uh, apart from flooding, even droughts will increase. Uh, Indian Ocean is the ocean that, you know, absorbs most amount of heat. So its expansion is maximum. And the temperature uh, rises, uh, the time uh, the temperature rise is maximum in Indian Ocean compared to all the oceans, and it will lead to more cyclones because that is how cyclones are formed. You know, the uh, thermal energy of water is what propels mm-hmm. them. So there will be more cyclones, and uh, there, there was also a, a report that you know uh, it has also varied. Uh, this climate change has also varied the AMOC circulation, that is the uh, Atlantic Meridian Oscillation Cycle. Uh, what okay. is the cycle? Is that uh, you know since equator receives the maximum amount of heat. And uh, the Arctic receives the least amount of heat. So the water flows due to the salinity and temperature difference. And this is what maintains the heat balance uh, around the uh, world, this flow. Mm-hmm. But this flow has, you know, decreased now. 
because the arctic is also melting and the temperature difference is not that too much right and mm-hmm. it is said that the amo that the amount of heat that amo amo this circulation uh, carries is uh, more than 100 million nuclear power plants combined so this is this uh, energy scale now on one hand you know climate change has disturbed this but uh, now going by again another negative but making it positive now if indian ocean is heated more then amoc will facilitate more because it it varies according to the gradient and since indian ocean is near the equator and that is how the flow happens so these are yeah. few uh, uh, you know just uh, suggestions and they are infinite you know i can keep going uh, that uh, there is data everything that you know sea level has tripled since 1900 to 1970 level uh, so in last 50 years we have tripled what uh, sea level used to be and uh, mm-hmm. you know, we cannot limit 1.5 degree that is inevitable so let's just forget it now the leading question for you uh, from my point is that you know since this report is very scientific you know there is nothing to be uh, unsure of that you know this might not happen now let's be very practical and let's face it that we are going to reach the 1.5 degree limit now what mm-hmm. india should do because india is the only major country apart from us you know even china has made a plan by 2060 to go carbon neutral india has not faced made a plan you know uh, to go carbon neutral Uh, right now so what is your take on this and what do you think uh, is the steps that we should take because we have a coastline of 7500 kilometers you know the damage that mm-hmm. this uh, expansion of water uh, even thermal expansion and the melting of glaciers that they might cause to india will nowhere be seen apart from bangladesh you know, that is about to get some yeah. so what are your takes on this yeah so uh, on on your first uh, question that uh, about the net carbon neutrality uh, india has not committed to a date yet uh, most of the western co- uh, countries have committed to 2050 that by 2050 they will go carbon neutral or, or sorry uh, net zero emissions and uh, china has committed 2060 and india has not committed yet and india has been saying ki uh, you know on on the other uh, fronts of climate change like the nationally determined contribution jo bhi india ke hain according to the paris climate goals uske andar india has been performing better than it was expected so some you know some laxity should be given because if india also commits to zero emissions then it will hamper india's growth and its ability to pull out uh, you know poor out of uh, poverty so so these are valid points but i think the international pressure is rising and and uh, you know the the current administration in in uh, us is also very uh, you know uh, pro climate and and you know eu is always uh, uh, pro climate so uh, it, it it can actually you know hurt india's relations with these countries if india does not you know uh, commit to a net uh, zero emissions uh, by you know it, if if it doesn't uh, give a commitment but then again india should not give it away for free uh, there should be some sort of uh, you know give and take uh, done in order to secure this uh, you know uh, net zero emissions from india because uh, india is the third largest emitter in the world and actually without india's uh, you know uh, commitment uh, the, the achievement of uh, limiting temperature below 1.5 or below 2 degrees is actually impossible until india actually you know uh, comes out and commit something so india should actually uh, you know play its cards right and it has a leverage here because uh, india has not committed yet everyone else has committed so there is pressure but then india should ask for something in exchange whether it is some sort of relaxation in other uh, climate goals or or it could be something entirely different maybe it is you know uh, getting better terms uh, in 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 trade deals with with eu and us because those are the countries that actually want india to do it so india should get uh, something in return because india is already doing very well on its climate goals which were committed at paris and uh, so so india has to do it it's just about when it will do it whether it does it now or 5 years later we will have to do it but we should make sure that we are getting enough uh, in in exchange of of doing it now now that that sounds a bit immoral given that uh, climate is a common you know a global common and then we are looking for a given take in in order to save the environment but that is how international politics works that is how international diplomacy works there is no uh, concept of morality in in international politics everything is based on power politics so uh, in, in india should not you know uh, lose out here and 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 we should ask for uh you know uh, better terms on on other climate goals or uh, you know a, a more beneficial trade deal with the eu and 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 with the us because those are the countries that are you know the most pro climate and those are the ones who are pushing the agenda the most here and uh, that uh, the timing of the report is again you know it it is just setting up the stage for uh, the cop 26 the conference of parties 26 which is going to happen in november of this year so uh, th- this report is just to raise the global 
you know uh, just to hype up uh, the the uh, the thing around climate so that countries when they come to the conference of parties they are more willing to take up uh, you know more and more stringent action so that is why this report has actually outlined some very disturbing and some very hairy uh, sort of conclusions and it is said that uh, until 2050 india ka jo glaciers bar bar melt hoke uh, you know mountainous villages they get swept away uh, this will continue to increase until 2050 aur uske baad decrease ho jayega because there will be no glaciers left and then about sea level rise again as you rightly mentioned ki uh, india lies in the tropical region and we receive the most heat the water expansion is the most and actually due to sea level rise it is india that is going to be uh, you know uh, facing the consequence because we have a very large coastline our coast is heavily populated uh, you know our major cities are located on the coast mumbai chennai uh, you know uh, kolkata visakhapatnam and so on so uh, I, i mean all these cities are in danger of going under water and and india should take these uh, you know take uh, take the climate change very seriously and we are doing that uh, we we have been uh, you know uh, stepping up our efforts on uh, uh, moving away from fossil fuels and uh, you know uh, increasing the uh, rate of adoption of uh, electric vehicles and and there has been a huge policy support uh, towards uh, things like afforestation and uh, you know uh, increasing uh, the ground water level so all of these are steps that india is taking and and before committing to this zero emissions uh, target india should actually ask for something in return because that is how things work in international politics and another thing that i uh, just wanted to uh, point out was that ye jo ipcc hai intergovernmental panel on climate change is uh, iske actually three working groups hai so uh, this uh, this report the ar6 was released by the first working group uh, which you know just a scientific analysis of the facts and 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 you know just lays down the facts bare as they are and then the second working group uh, which will uh, publish its report in 2022 uh, that actually determines the impact of of the scientific findings on the world and the third working group actually uh, determines action items uh, that 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 we all can take uh, to uh, you know uh, uh, stop this uh, climate change from happening so uh, I, i mean the report has has made it absolutely clear that the uh, you know the situation is very very grim and and it is uh, you know the uh, the humans who who are causing all of this uh, problem so so uh, we have to take a tougher stance and and actually uh, uh, india needs to up its game uh, a little bit as well because uh, all these western countries they have been polluting for a long time before uh, in india came around so uh, we we have to make that fact count and and if if we just you know uh, for example all these countries are committing to 2050 as a net zero target and then uh, uh, on us pressure will be put to commit to 2060 or 2075 but but that is simply not enough because uh, we are just getting 20 to 25 extra years whereas these countries have already had 50 to 100 years uh, of you know uh, a, a, a extra pollution so, so there is uh, you know a, a lot of uh, unfairness going on and uh, this will be my last point here that uh, in in actually uh, during the paris climate uh, summit uh rupee uh, sorry uh, 100 billion dollars were committed by the developed countries towards the developing countries to you know mitigate climate change and to come up with uh, solutions for it and and actually uh, none of that 100 billion has actually been paid so so this report and and the scathing uh, uh, the the harsh terms that are used in the report are actually to rise uh, you know rouse the western countries to uh, uh, you know commit uh, or to fulfill their commitment of the 100 billion dollars that they had promised and and uh, those can come uh, come towards a developing world which can help them you know uh, increase their level of technology and decrease the amount of pollution they do because uh, let's face it i mean uh, the the third world which, which has not yet developed they are going to develop and they are going to uh, come to the same level of per capita emissions that the western world is currently at i mean uh, no one can stop us no matter how bad the climate situation gets you cannot stop uh, you know 5 uh, billion people in the world who who are trying to improve their uh, you know uh, living standard so i i mean uh, th- this problem is only going to get worse during our lifetimes and and we all need to get serious about it uh, as soon as possible and uh, the, the, this this report is actually very factual uh, and and uh, you know it, it it has been beautifully written as well so uh, i I, w- i would recommend uh, people to actually check it out right you know uh, this also this report also mentions that uh, when they are talking about a 2 degree rise what they are actually saying is that a 2 degree will be an average uh, average uh, rise you know and uh, rises at some places might also go as high as 10 degrees just yeah. imagine you know 
uh, a temperature of uh, 46 degrees in delhi is too hot to handle so what can 56 degree do That exactly is, and th- th- this is also this line that i have read a beautiful line and uh, mm-hmm. just quoting to the point that you stated that five billion people mm-hmm. are inevitably going to develop themselves so there is mm-hmm. this line and uh, i would like to have your views on this that poverty uh, is the greatest polluter Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. But exactly. I, I mean, this line was given by Indira Gandhi in in the uh, 1972 uh, UNFCC uh, summit, uh, where uh, you know uh, the the whole world uh, was roused up to this momentum. But but I I think this is factually incorrect because uh, you know uh, if 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 you look at the per capita emissions of a country like US, uh, where the per capita income is above ten thousand dollars, their per capita emissions are like four or five times. the per capita emissions of india where whereas india is made up of you know uh, so many poor people so so uh, i i mean that was a very nice line and and you know it it put things in perspective it it put the agenda of the developing world in perspective uh, but but again uh, this is not factually correct in fact uh, it is the rich who who pollute more and and it is the poor who actually have a you know a more environmentally friendly way of living you know they have the greatest impact of the deeds that are committed with it anyways exactly so exactly what, uh, what happens mm-hmm. you know uh, when the report comes the complete report comes out uh, next year yeah. so let's move on to the next topic all right awesome 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 so uh, next i want to discuss the uh, latest insurance uh, legislation that has been passed uh, by by the parliament so uh, let me just uh, put it in the chat uh, give me a second so uh, so uh, w- one funny thing before uh, I, i want to mention before i start uh, discussing the insurance bill that uh, during this uh, session uh, of uh, parliament uh, the average uh, time taken to pass a bill was 7 minutes so uh, you can imagine what kind of parliamentary democracy is going on in india when uh, you know imp- uh, bills of such importance are passed in just 7 minutes and uh, what sort of discussion is going on there and and what kind of views are are exchanged when it just takes 7 minutes uh, to 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 pass a, a bill so uh, this is uh, this is not new uh, this has been happening uh, you know uh, in in the past as well uh, and and haryana's legislative assembly is is you know establishing new records uh, in 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 uh, doing less discussion in 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 the house so uh, even the national parliament is is you know totally uh, given up so uh, दिस बिल वट दिस बिल एक लाइन में अगर मैं बताऊँ ये बिल क्या करता है ये एनेबल करता है गवर्नमेंट को जो उसकी इंश्योरेंस कंपनीज में स्टेक है उसको सेल करने के लिए तो एक्चुअली इवन सम ऑफ द पार्टीज दैट आर इन द गवर्नमेंट अपार्ट फ्रॉम बीजेपी दे वॉन्टेड टू एक्चुअली सेंड दिस बिल फॉर स्क्रूटनी टू पार्लियामेंट्री पैनल्स बट द गवर्नमेंट यू नो डिड नॉट सेंड इट थ्रू बिकॉज इन द बजट earlier this year they had already promised ki jo char uh, you know uh, nationalized uh, insurance companies hain unme se ek ko hum privatize kar denge and uh, without this bill it would not have been possible so so this bill was rammed through uh, both the houses and and now it has become a law so um, it it has uh, you know huge implications on india's economy so i i will just uh, take you back uh, you know uh, to earlier times so uh, it it was in fact sardar patel सेड कि जिस देश का राजा व्यापारी उस देश की जनता भिखारी सो आई मीन दिस इज जस्ट अनदर वे ऑफ सेइंग कि गवर्नमेंट हैज नो बिजनेस बीइंग इन बिजनेस एंड इन फैक्ट दिस वाज अ रॉन्ग टर्न टेकन बाय द इंडियन गवर्नमेंट आफ्टर इंडिपेंडेंस वेयर वी टुक अ हार्ड टर्न लेफ्ट एंड एंड यू नो वी वी ट्राइंग टू एस्टेब्लिश सोशलिस्ट सिस्टम ऑफ गवर्नमेंट Uh, where uh, you know it was actually 1955 ka awadi awadi session of congress which is awadi is a city near uh, madras and and there in the session it was decided that uh, in india will be a socialist country and in fact jo second uh, uh, you know uh, second five year plan tha um, which is also called mahal nobis plan that that was designed in a way to set up uh, you know uh, a socialist pattern of society aur uske andar you are right industrial policy resolution 1956 was passed jiske andar industries ko teen different uh, you know schedules mein divide kar diya schedule 1 aisa hoga jisme sirf government karegi schedule b aisa hoga jisme government mainly karegi lekin private sector supplement kar sakta hai aur third schedule aisa hoga jisme matlab uh, private sector bhi uh, participate karega lekin they have to get licenses and license pe likha hua ki kitni production kar sakte hain and agar production thodi si bhi zyada hui then you will have to face the music so uh, 
I mean, uh, even this bill seeks to undo that socialistic heritage that we have uh, coming from, uh, you know, Nehru and then Indira Gandhi after him. And in fact, uh, this bill specifically undoes the 1972 regulation passed by Indira Gandhi government, which said that uh, general insurance in the country was to be nationalized. So, general insurance क्या होती है? एक तो life insurance होती है, life insurance होती है जो लोग खरीदते हैं अपने लिए. And general insurance is for example for the scooter or for your car or for your house or for a loan. All of these are general insurance. And actually, uh, you know, all the there were 107 uh, private insurance companies in India. All of them were nationalized. All of their equity was taken away by the government, and it was converted into four companies. Or these four companies, ko, matlab, it, it, it would have been a bureaucrat who would have decided it. These four companies, they made. And these four companies' headquarters, where are they? In Delhi, in Kolkata, in Mumbai, in Madras. And they were competing together. And actually, uh, during this budget, uh, Nirmala Sitaraman made the announcement that one of these four companies will be privatized. So privatization se government ka matlab ye nahi hai ki sab kuch bech denge. It just means ki 51% se kam ho jayega stake. Whatever, whatever is their stake right now, uh, they will go down below 51% so that active control of the company goes over to the board and not, not the government. So this bill just enables that. And a 1955 Awadi resolution I told you about, the Awadi Congress session. And then after that, 1956 resolution. Uh, then in 1969 and 1975, there was this huge bank nationalization thing where uh, all the banks in India got nationalized. 1972 was insurance nationalization. And, and this actually pulled India back quite a bit uh, because uh, right after independence, India had the potential to you know establish 5% growth. But the socialistic pattern actually resulted in uh, lower growth of India. And finally, it, it resulted in a catastrophe in 1991 when there was a balance of payments crisis. And uh, that's when uh, Dr. Manmohan Singh in the PVA Narsimha Rao uh, government actually uh, you know, brought about the LPG reforms and uh, some, some sort of privatization and free market economics was brought in into the Indian system. And this government is, is actually uh, you know, going full throttle towards that direction. And it is one of the best decisions that uh, you know, Indian government has taken in a long time. And, and this includes both, both the sides, UPA as well as NDA. And, and uh, actually, uh, you know, uh, disinvesting in uh, public sector enterprises and using that money to then uh, build infrastructure in India is, is exactly the thing that we need right now. We don't need government in business and we need more infrastructure. And, and this is seeking to do both of them, which is appreciable. Now, uh, the credit here does not go to the current government because th this has been on the agenda of BJP for a long time. In fact, it was Atal Bihari Vajpayee who, who started doing this uh, during the 1999 to 2004 government that he had. And, and there were a lot of uh, steps of privatization that were started then. And those are just being, you know, taken to completion by, by the Modi government today. So, uh, I, I mean, uh, uh, about this, uh, so the four companies in government, I will tell you the name National Insurance. Hai. Jiska headquarter Kolkata mein hai, uh, New Indian Insurance from New Delhi, Oriental Insurance Bombay and uh, United Insurance Chennai. In me se koi ek company ko uh, privatize karenge is saal mein. And uh, the, the private, ko merge kar denge. And then uh, the, the unions uh, of these companies are protesting because now ab wo sarkari employee nahi rahenge, ab wo private sector ke employee ban jayenge. So a lot of uh, things change for them. So uh, they are protesting. And uh, this continues the Atalera policies. So, uh, I, I mean, I, I would like to get your opinion on this as well. Uh, I, I mean, uh, this bill allows government to reduce its stake below 51%. And, and it, it, it is positive. But uh, do you see any drawbacks to, uh, you know, um, this, uh, this effort of privatization, which is being taken up by this government? Are, are there any, you know, uh, sticking points or, or negatives of uh, government going out of business? You know, see... Um... What we, uh, what we basically adopted was a mixed economy uh, model mm -hmm. of socialism, Gandhian socialism, that is what it was called. Uh, yeah. I don't have a problem with, uh, you know, government exiting out of business because government has no business being in business. That is a right thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in a nation like India, where 21% uh, of people are living under poverty, uh, official figures, mm -hmm. actual figures go as high as 35%. You know, yeah. so I think so... Uh, this huge amount of population that is living under poverty needs to be protected. And that is where the socialist model uh, is a better uh, play than the capitalist model because capitalism, mm -hmm. uh, capitalism is all about profit. They don't actually care about the poor people. So yes, government exactly. needs to be there, you know, but at the same time, government also needs to make sure 
that the sectors that are not performing very well or where it is not absolutely necessary for the government to interfere the interference should be done by you know uh, this mm-hmm. is one sector insurance is one sector uh, it it is removing it is slowly going towards privatization you know even lic is about to get uh, privatized yeah. that is also being mm-hmm. discussed and the three remaining companies uh, one will be uh, privatized the three remaining companies will be uh, merged to form a bigger insurance company and i think so that should stay uh you know there should be a government company and there should be multiple private companies so that the government companies faces the competition from private company to even grow better and the private companies even become better you know uh when mm-hmm. they are managing board of directors are uh, another uh, amendment you know to the same bill was made uh, in may uh, mm-hmm. last year was it or this year uh, what it did it increased the fdi uh, in insurance sector from 49% to 74% under the automatic group you know you don't need permission yeah. from Uh, government to invest in insurance company uh, a foreigner needs to invest you know and also there was this thing uh, the requirement of an indian being an owner of uh, the insurance company that was done away by so it mm-hmm. uh, it brings in more companies more competition and insurance in india is a costly affair it is a costly sector yeah. and uh, companies are making profit Uh, but there is no competition to uh, reduce them and give better services i myself have mm-hmm. faced multiple litigations uh, owing to uh, unforeseen incidents right the time it took to settle those claims was uh, close to one and a half year so that that is something mm-hmm. that needs to be looked at and i think so bringing more competition would help uh, do that this is one thing second exactly. thing is uh, when, when it specifically comes to uh, socialism uh, and uh, capitalism my take will still be that you know the absolute necessary uh, things that cannot be managed by the private industries or where it will be very harmful for the private industries to interfere such as atomic energy is one of them you know even railways mm-hmm. and defense has been uh, privatized to some mm-hmm. extent there is this procurement defense procurement and uh, there is mm-hmm. uh, railways that are going into private mode uh, we have seen the tejas express and after that uh, there have been a lot yeah. but i i think so uh, some sectors are where government needs to still be there and from the remaining sector it needs to come out and it needs to invest that extra money into creating infrastructure that we uh, that we were discussing you know be it relating to health or uh, say more innovation or stuff like that so i think so mm-hmm. this insurance thing uh, policy is a step in right direction uh, because it is not completely going out of business it still has some stake in one of the company that and it still has a insurance company that is government also mm-hmm. merger according to me is also a very good step uh, bsnl and mtnl were merged together that was a good step mm-hmm. you know it has not exited completely but if it feels that the private sector can do much better then i think so government should exit from that sector and focus on those sectors where the private sector is not willing to uh, you know look upon uh, free healthcare is one of them no private sector in its uh, sane mind would give free healthcare to poor people that is where government should come in and should uh, should get out of these and use Uh, these resources in uh, those sectors that is my final take on it Exa- exactly so so you mentioned two very important points here ki aisi kaun se circumstances ho sakte hain jahan pe government ko disinvest nahi karna chahiye yani ki matlab government ko ownership rakhni chahiye वो है एक तो कि जहां पे यू नो इट इज नॉट रिम्यूनरेटिव जैसे रूरल हेल्थ केयर है अब रूरल हेल्थ केयर में पैसा ही नहीं है तो नो प्राइवेट प्लेयर वुड लाइक टू ओपन अ हॉस्पिटल इन अ विलेज बट द विलेजेस आल्सो नीड हेल्थ केयर सो इन दैट केस द गवर्नमेंट हैज टू पार्टिसिपेट एंड दोज आर द सेक्टर्स विच गवर्नमेंट के नॉट प्राइवेटाइज एंड द अदर थिंग यू मैंशन वॉज नेशनल सिक्योरिटी कि uh, मतलब जैसे अटोमिक एनर्जी हो गई या डिफेंस सेक्टर हो गया ये ये दोनों चीजें ऐसी हैं कि जिसके अंदर प्राइवेट प्लेयर्स को लाना बहुत ही मुश्किल है तो वी वी शुड एक्चुअली यू नो अप्रिशिएट द गवर्नमेंट टेकिंग टेकिंग द बॉल फॉरवर्ड बट द रेस्ट ऑफ द सेक्टर्स देर इज एक्चुअली नो जस्टिफिकेशन फॉर द गवर्नमेंट टू बी इन बिजनेस वाई अब अब इसके अंदर कुछ लोग ये भी कहते हैं कि वट इज द प्रॉब्लम इफ गवर्नमेंट हैज अ कंपनी मतलब प्राइवेट सेक्टर कैन ऑल्सो पार्टिसिपेट एंड द गवर्नमेंट कैन ऑल्सो पार्टिसिपेट इट इज ओनली इंक्रीजिंग गवर्नमेंट रेवेन्यू which is increasing its capacity so so it is all positive but but it is actually not so because if you look at the example of air india what it is doing is ki uh, air india gets preferential treatment from the government matlab ki uh, it it doesn't have to run profitably uh, it, it 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 gets tax incentives from the government uh, jo baki resu- uh, regulations hoti hain civil aviation ki uske andar air india ko chhoot mil jati hai aur jo baki sari companies hain private sector ki they have to follow them फॉलो दूज रेगुलेशन तो इससे होता क्या है कि बाकी सारी यू नो कंपनीज आर गेटिंग अनफेयर कॉम्पिटिशन फ्रॉम एयर इंडिया एंड दिस इज एक्चुअली पुलिंग द होल इंडस्ट्री डाउन 
तो इससे क्या होगा कि वो कंपनी प्रॉफिट नहीं कमा पाएंगी अगर वो प्रॉफिट नहीं कमाएंगी तो इनोवेशन नहीं कर पाएंगी और इससे इंडिया का सिविल एविएशन सेक्टर पीछे रह जाएगा एंड यू नो अदर कंट्रीज के सिविल एविएशन सेक्टर्स विल विल प्रोग्रेस अहेड सो एक्चुअली गवर्नमेंट शुड नॉट बी इन दो सेक्टर्स विच हैव द पोटेंशियल टू यू नो जनरेट अ प्रोफिटेबल बिजनेस एंड इंश्योरेंस इज वन ऑफ दोज सेलिंग पेट्रोल इज वन ऑफ दोज और यू नो सेलिंग फ्यूल इन जनरल we have a lot of iucl and and you know these kind of companies which which are uh, government run companies and these are you know heavily profitable businesses so government should not be there they should allow private entrepreneurs to come in and you know establish businesses there and uh, we have a, a question right. from achin as well here uh, what is the next step an ipo right yeah so so the problem with an ipo is uh, sorry i, I will just uh, quickly answer this then then you can also give your take so uh, problem with an ipo is it actually needs to invite public participation and and you know uh, public needs to be excited to actually in, uh, you know invest or buy by these shares uh, uh, i mean agar ye zomato ka ipo hota hai ya paytm ka ipo hota then i can expect you know plenty of private market or retail investors to get interested but, but uh, you know these are insurance companies which have a huge employee base which have you know uh tons of leakages left and right so no retail investor would actually like to invest in them and and you know uh partners who will buy these companies from the government have to be chosen very very carefully so uh, you know uh, people like tata or you know uh, people uh, reliance and uh, these big companies these are the only ones which will actually you know buy uh, these defunct uh, enterprises from the government uh because they are getting something in return so 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 these deals actually are, are not exactly uh, you know laissez faire and free market kind of deals these are actually you know very under the table uh, back channel kind of deals and and ipo might not make sense but uh, in 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 one case it does make sense wo hai ki uh, instead of selling one company alone what the government does is it it puts five or six companies in one basket and then sells them all together as a exchange traded fund to matlab ki sat aath companies ko ek sath ek pool mein dal diya aur unka fir ek fund bana ke usko stock market pe list kar diya now that fund uh, you know invites more interest than these individual companies kyunki inke andar kuch flaws hai kyunki when when the thing is government run for too long it it does not actually you know uh, 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 hold to the highest standards of private business uh, so you were saying something to that right you know i was just saying that you know uh, ipo might make sense once the company is all uh, already uh, you know privatized and after that it needs to again uh, make some money can raise capital raise, yeah you know it can uh, raise capital by uh, doing mm-hmm. that uh, etf is the best way forward according to me when it comes to privatizing uh, government uh, corporations or companies uh, yeah um, example is bharat's 22 bond you know that that was a bond but apart from that yeah. bond uh, there are uh, cpscs bonds and etfs and uh, we have mm-hmm. already explained it that multiple companies are put together so because no sane buyer would purchase an etf Uh, only belonging to one company that is not making any profit so what government mm-hmm. does is it clumps multiple companies together xyz say uh, say etf 22 had 22 such companies in its back end so what was mm-hmm. basically happening is out of those 22 companies say 10 were uh, some that were not making profit 12 were those yeah. that were making profit so they were clumped together uh, their shares uh, were made and they were sold as cheap as 10 rupees so anyone can uh, purchase yeah. them you know in a way they are privatized and you can receive the dividend whatever profit or loss net profit or loss those 22 companies made in the back end so that is the way uh, mm-hmm. to go around presently for this uh, investment right. exactly so yeah i i think with that we can close this discussion on insurance uh, with with a closing thought and that is ki india ki insurance industry has actually lagged behind for a long time and panda here he has suffered uh, you know uh, personally because of this and actually there is a lack of innovation in insurance that is why insurance in india is very very costly if you compare the cost with other countries in india's insurance is very costly does not have the same amount of uh, returns in case of something bad happens and uh, you know the process is not very technologically driven it it has a lot of red tape lot of bureaucracy so all of those are expected to go away once the private sector you know steps in into this and it makes the things more customer friendly and uh, another thing that it will improve is it will improve insurance coverage because in india right now insurance is only bought by the creamy layer and the rest of the country actually does not buy insurance whereas insurance is something that everyone should buy even the farmer who is you know planting seeds in his field and he has a small 100 100 yard field even he should buy insurance because what happens if if the crop gets destroyed Uh, I, i mean he will lose one season of earnings and and you know he he cannot do anything so insurance is something which should be made available to all and that is not currently happening because of this government interference in the sector so this bill seeks to do away with that and it is something positive it is a step in the right direction and with that i think we, sh- we can close this discussion uh, 
we are 40 minutes in, into today's discussion so uh, do you want to take the next one yeah you know i have a very interesting topic I, i'll make this one short so this is mm-hmm. regarding the criminalization of politics supreme court recently uh, said that you know uh, all the political parties and i again quote the onus is on the political parties to publish the name of all criminal records you know before the candidate uh, before the candidate is to fight for elections so if you have nominated a candidate uh, to fight for elections from a seat you have 48 hours to publish mm-hmm. uh, all uh, his deeds his uh, criminal antecedents you know uh, all the cases mm-hmm. pending uh, the case number uh, the file and the stage to which the case has reached uh, before uh, it, it has given some list you know on uh, the official uh, handle of that political party on facebook and twitter uh, a local newspaper a national newspaper and also uh, some digital media so uh, th- that is something it has given on the website of party right supreme court has all, uh, uh, had already said these things back in 2018 so how is it this uh, how is the direction now different from the one in 2018 is that it has given power mm-hmm. to election commission of india now election commission of india has total 72 hours that is 48 hours with the political party plus 24 hours uh, any any uh, give or take whatever be the case so in mm-hmm. if in 72 hours election commissioner does not receive it he can go to supreme court and uh, tell the supreme court that you know uh, order is not being followed and then uh, procedure of contempt of court will be started against that candidate and the political party which is uh, the first uh, time that you know a contempt of court procedure that is according to article 129 and 142 which supreme court can do you know uh, it 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 is being done so this is uh, what is the latest news and it has been given by two judge bench uh, i'll just name them one was nariman if i remember just a second mm-hmm. two judge bench and uh, they were uh, mr ravindra bhat and rf nariman so they gave mm-hmm. this decision and they uh, they gave this direction not decision exactly to all the political parties so whenever now there will be elections uh, if if this is followed we'll be able to see the candidate with all his criminal records uh, for the acts that he has done and he was you know abducted and all all uh, those things yeah, now uh, coming to criminalization of politics in rp 1951 there is a provision that if someone mm-hmm. has been jailed for more than 2 years uh, prior to election he cannot fight election for next 6 years but that can be done away by election commission of india which which was already done uh, back in uh, for an election in manipur uh, back in 2018 Uh, if i remember because the crime was in 1990 some something like that but this is uh, the crux uh, regarding the supreme court decision uh, which was making rounds uh, this week so guys mm-hmm. uh, your take on that do you think that this is going to be followed having said that contempt of court and supreme court has power and it has become very you know vigilant nowadays but do you think that yeah. this is actually going to work yeah so um so so there are two two different things one thing is to actually you know make a law and say ki criminalization nahi honi chahiye and the second thing is to actually it to get executed on the ground so uh, what this thing does is it makes it clear ki if if you have a criminal record then you should not be participating in electoral politics which is great and that is like a declaration ki jaise right to food hai right to food de diya right to livelihood hai right to livelihood de diya but ab jo bhooka mar raha hai wo jaake right to food thodi bolega ki mereko right to food hai mereko khana laake do ya mere paas kaam nahi hai mereko right to livelihood hai mereko kaam chahiye to actually something needs to be done on ground uh, for, for this to take effect and one of the things which actually ec is doing which is a positive step is that ec is developing an app us us app pe ec kya karega ki uh for all the candidates in your constituency it will give you their criminal record so uh, you can install that app on your phone and you can see ki uh, which of the candidates have some sort of criminal background or you know ha- have a problem in their background so so uh, these are exactly the kind of steps that we need and i would actually go one step further if if you know there there is somebody who has a criminal record behind them then we should actually you know list it down on on the ballot machine so when the voter is going in uh, on all the names there should be a red flag uh, against the people who have some sort of criminal record because uh, you, you know uh, i mean even uh, making this app does not help because the large majority of india's population does not have access to apps or you know internet and those are the people who actually vote so we need to do something ki un logo ko pata chale ki wo jinke liye vote kar rahe hain unke upar koi criminal uh, you know ilzam hai ya nahi so uh, we need to do more steps which help in execution of this order uh, while uh, you know i really appreciate uh, the supreme court suddenly finding its fine 
because earlier uh, you know the kind of cases that the supreme court was considering were totally uh, you know up, out of the way and uh, you know uh, not relevant to the current uh, uh, social situation in india but now the situation has improved supreme court is taking uh, you know uh, very serious uh, cases on for example criminalization in politics and it is a, a very very serious topic and and you know uh, indian politics is full of criminals i, I mean uh, it, you would be hard pressed to find any cabinet in the history of india which does not have at least one minister who is you know a a, a criminal or, or uh, has some criminal uh, record uh, in in their background so so something needs to be done about it. Uh, it 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 is a right step and and this actually helps you know the common man participate in electoral politics because as long as criminals will get elected uh, to uh, to you know power uh, the common man will feel left out uh, he will feel ki idhar to sirf gundagardi ya aise log you know a power mein aate hain who have uh, all, all these different uh, resources which are not legal so uh, this is a positive step but we need to do more to actually for actually it to have uh, you know effect on the ground just for our audience uh, someone mm-hmm. that is alleged to have some criminal background is not debarred from elections he can still fight elections yeah. or you know for example sadvi pragya she has been charged with terrorism act but it has not been proven so she fought and she even won bjp ganit but that's not enough right uh, next mm-hmm. topic please uh, i think so uh, that is it for us. all right all right good so uh, next i want to discuss the uh, uh, a, a sad news actually uh, so uh, isro uh, ha- had launched a earth observation satellite and uh, you know 5 uh, minutes after the launch uh, it it failed and uh, this actually breaks a streak of 16 consecutive successful launches and and you know this was this would have been the 17th one but but this has failed so so we are going to discuss about that now some of you might remember ki thodi din pehle ek chandrayaan mission tha which had also failed but that did not fail during the launch that failed when when it was you know about to reach the moon so so uh, in, in terms of launches uh, isro had a unblemished record uh, in the last 16 launches uh, even earlier this year we launched like 18 uh, different satellites uh, from uh, you know countries like brazil and and so on so uh, i i mean as far as the launch was concerned is isro was you know uh, isro had it down pat but somehow this thing has failed so uh, we were using the gslv which is a geosynchronous uh, light launch vehicle so uh, panda uh, if you can take a minute to explain uh, the gslv and tslv sort of uh, what is the difference uh, what it does right just before that uh, you know sahil is mentioning the data that 233 mp's of current lok sabha are facing criminal charges so that is exactly uh, we have a strength of 552 out of which uh, 546 are elected you know now yeah. it's more, more than, than 50% <laughs> so that, that is the absolute majority so that is how and criminalization of politics itself has lots of challenges that is a separate topic to talk about you know women stay away and things like that but yeah thank you sahil for the start now let's go through gslv yeah. So India has two mm-hmm. launch vehicles. One is the GSLV and one is the PSLV, polar satellite launch vehicle, and the G is geostationary. Geosynchronous. Yeah. Geosynchronous. So what basically is the main difference is that uh, just let me put it in a very uh, humorous way for our audience. So yeah. uh, PSLV is uh, normal Goku and uh, GSLV is Goku Super Saiyan three, uh, heavily built, yeah. more power, and that that is what it is. PSLV has yeah. four engines, four stages. you know it has mm-hmm. alternate solid liquid uh, stages so uh, the fo- uh, fuel is in solid form then it has liquid form then again solid form then again liquid form there is gslv has only three stages but the fuel that uh, it has is uh, first is in the uh, first the core is it uh, of the liquid form after that it has a solid form and then it has a cryogenic form uh, cryogenic is mm-hmm. something that is not in the tslv it is only in the gslv and it is in the final stage cryogenic bole to gas ko freeze kar diya it is different from solid mm-hmm. fuel because solid fuel is actually a fuel that was already in the solid state uh, say aluminium mm-hmm. uh, type of thing cryogenic uh, you can say oxygen in uh, liquid form that that is what cryogenic is uh, freeze kar diya usko yeah. and that that uh, cryogenic technology we developed indigenously you know uh, we we offered help from russia but uh, there were some uh, things that could not work out so india only got cryogenic uh, and this technology a few years back it was in 2000s uh later 2000s mm-hmm. instead of what we could have gotten early 1990s now yeah. talking about this satellite uh, we'll go into details later 
this is uh, an incident after four years of uh, regarding the launch. Uh, it made up to uh, 139 kilometers. The plan was to launch it in uh, geosynchronous uh, orbit, uh, that is 35,000 kilometers. Why it failed was that uh, this Mark II, GSLV Mark II, uh, cryogenic stage did not uh, do that. Uh, <laughs> cryogenic uh, fuel uh, could not uh, burn due to a technical glitch. Uh, yes, I'll say something that 33% reservation for such entries. You know, I don't think so that you're legitimizing that. But yeah, uh, it's a funny note. At least it will reduce criminalization in politics. So this is where the GSLV comes. Now, how uh, how satellites are launched is that this is your launch vehicle, GSLV. Uh, it has three stages, one, two, three. Or if it is PSLV, it has four stages. And above those stages is your uh, satellite that, that is to be launched. Mm -hmm. So in this case, it was EO3, Earth Observation Satellite 3. Uh, it is also yes. called GSAT-1, GISAT-1. What Earth Observation Satellite does is it observes Earth uh, flooding, cyclones. It, it can also be used by military, but it is not specifically used for military. It is used for all, all kinds of observation stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, I'll come so to that. Yeah. Uh, hmm. That is one thing. Why GSLV and uh, what GSLV is, you will also remember and hear this name GSLV because India has this uh, plan of using GSLV Mark III. This is Mark II. India has a plan of using GSLV Mark III for its first human space uh, flight in 2022. Uh, what was that? Mm -hmm. Gaganyaan. Nisa. So it, it, oh, Gaganyaan. Gaganyaan. It aims to yeah. send three uh, Indians into space, uh, indigenously, uh, all indigenous technology. So that is it. Now I'll hand over to Vyas regarding these details of the satellites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, very well explained difference between GSLV and PSLV. There is also a third launch vehicle, which is it's still in development. It is SSLV, a small satellite SSLV. launch vehicle, uh, which is going to be used next year. And the uh, Earth Observation Satellite, Panda rightly mentioned, ki Earth observation uh, and uh, this was actually quite an advanced satellite because real-time pictures sent karti, uh, of the entire country to, uh, to you know, uh, down to the base. And uh, this would have collected physical, chemical, and uh, you know, bio uh, data, and uh, not just pictures, but also it had other sensors. Uh, so, so this satellite was also launched because uh, during the launch, the cryogenic stage failed, so the whole vehicle uh, was was lost. Then uh, another thing that uh, I, I wanted to mention was the geostationary orbit. So I remember back in the JE days, uh, we had uh, this question key. Uh, if there is a satellite in geostationary orbit, then how high should it be? So geostationary, uh, although it says ki, uh, you know, it is stationary, but it is actually moving with the Earth. So uh, geostationary in the sense that with respect to Earth, it is stationary. If it place launch vehicle ko ek, wo satellite, ko ek bar India ke place kar diya, then uh, it, it will uh, you know, uh, rotate with the Earth and it will always stay above India. Because, uh, you know, if, if it goes above some other country, then that country might object that uh, this is being used for spying or, or something else. So, uh, you know, uh, if it is above your country, then there is no such problem. And uh, that is why th these are called uh, geostationary orbits, uh, which are like 36,000 kilometers from the surface of the Earth. And, and uh, th these, you know, uh, always stay at, at the point, uh, you know, above which they are. So uh, no matter how much the Earth rotates, it will always stay uh, you know, uh, above the same point. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a loss. And, uh, you know, uh, this GSLV vehicle, this was uh, the workhorse of, of ISRO. And, and uh, you know, we, we have been using it to launch not just our satellites, but also satellites of other countries. So, so uh, an analysis needs to be done of uh, why uh, it failed. And, and you know, uh, we need to uh, go back to successful launches. Because, uh, you know, uh, we had already done 16 successful launches and India is actually in a unique position. India's space industry is uniquely positioned to be, you know, uh, one of the best performing space industries out there because of India's position. India is located in the tropics and uh, in, only in the tropics can you launch vehicles into the space. You cannot launch them from, you know, the temperate regions or from the Arctic regions. You have to launch them from the tropics and India has a huge, uh, you know, land area in the tropic regions. So this is actually a perfect spot. To, to launch vehicles into space. And, uh, you know, um, if we can improve this technology of launching enough, India can do it cheaply, uh, you know, most cheaply in the world. So, uh, you know, uh, there can be a situation where we are getting orders from all these different countries to launch their satellites from India. But for that to happen, India's launch capacity needs to be, you know, 100% certain and, and it needs to be, uh, you know, uh, very, uh, very economical as well as very, very reliable. 
uh, and and this this actually failure uh, puts a huge uh, you know mark on that and we need to do very careful analysis we need to get back to successful ways as far as launching uh, satellites is concerned because that has to be our forte our space industry has huge potential and for that to succeed our launches have to be perfect we are very economic and you know i just have a quote mm-hmm. uh, ki uh, yeah. girte hain chahe sawar hi maidan e jang mein wo tin kya hi gire jo ghutnon ke bal chale so you you are bound to face failures you know, you, you can never yeah. fail if you haven't tried so i think so iso mm-hmm. has been doing a beautiful job a commendable job Uh, also owing to the budget that it receives and the amount of satellites that it has put in that amount of budget so it is doing a marvelous job right now and mm-hmm. uh, i think the show must go on that is what it is anyways uh, i, I exactly. have a saddening news and a happy news again from the olympics and uh, okay. uh, let's end on that note uh, the sure. paralympics are starting guys from 20th august and 24th is the first match i, I guess so please uh, mm-hmm. yeah, do support them uh, the paralympians and i think so we have some national record uh, world record Uh, breakers this time in Indian uh, camp, so just let's hope mm-hmm. uh, Jhanjari is one of them, the first javelin thrower to win gold. That is one thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, now, now just a negative news. You know, Neeraj won gold medal. We have seven gold medals. That that is a beautiful thing. But uh, show cost notice have been given to Manika Batra, Sonam Malik, and uh, Vinesh Vagat have been temporarily suspended. They're, uh, they they have been banned. and uh, no clarification has been asked the only uh, reason is that what they have stated is that their attitude has become uh, bigger than their statue and to which vinesh presently mm-hmm. now now she clarified uh, through a series of posts uh, today and that you know she was not well she demanded for a separate physio because the same physio cannot be compatible to a wrestling Uh, to someone who is wrestling and someone who is playing badminton and table tennis so she had demanded that she be given a different physio compared to what because uh, that physio can understand the needs of a wrestler better than what others mm-hmm. can do right and uh, so there there are these instances that are going on so what i personally feel is that uh, it is it is very good that you are motivating new medal uh, winners and you are promoting them you are promoting sport but on the same side Uh, if if you penalize those that are not able to perform well, I don't think so. It is going to send a very good signal uh, on uh, on that mm-hmm. front. Uh, we have had yes, she was she is world number one. She is presently also world number one. She was a contender for the gold medal, but she could not uh, perform unfortunately due to various reasons that she has clarified. And whatever mm-hmm. be the reason, uh, just let's call it yeah. a bad day. Uh, no, no one can perform mm-hmm. every day. Uh, I'm not talking about current yeah. government. It's been failing since seven years. So having said that. you know uh, no one can perform every day uh, to its best but uh, we should also remember in mind that there are failures let's take the example of isro there are always failures you cannot uh, just expect that uh, neeraj chopra fortunately won gold but the uh, the one uh, who could not qualify for the finals the ninth place uh, he was uh, jay vetter so uh, he mm-hmm. has a record of throwing 90 plus 21 times and he threw 97 uh, this year so that that is Uh, something you know, um, but unfortunately he could not because after his first throw, uh, his ankle twisted and uh, he had uh, this uh, sprain, so he could not land a throw. So that that is that is something. But uh, mm-hmm. that that is what I'm trying to explain. That you know, bad luck can happen with anyone, but penalizing someone for not performing and just expecting too much out of a person and pressurizing them is not something that the Indian way should be all about. Uh, you you cannot go penalizing your sportsmen just because they haven't performed uh, due to any reason, be it your fault, be it their fault. Uh, no one can give hundred mm-hmm. percent all the time. So, what are your takes on this? Exactly. I I mean, Vinesh Fogart is is like one of the best women athletes, a uh, women sports person in India. She is world number one currently in her category. And and if we are treating uh, you know our world class athletes like this, what message does it send? to the 10 year old and the 12 year old out there who have to you know uh, practice every day in order to get to that level so uh, we sh- we should be uh, you know uh, 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 we-, we treat our winners very nicely we give them huge rewards and i think some of that has a political motive behind it as well because if if, if you are seen pictured with a winner uh, sort of people you know uh, think of you highly and and in in electoral democracy uh, such thing happens but uh, you have mentioned it correctly that we should not only respect our winners but also respect our uh, you know all sports persons and uh, especially the ones who are uh, you know uh, very very uh, uh, who, who have been doing very well and and who are world class at at what they do so uh, here uh, nikunj has asked is asking a question can you differentiate between penalizing and criticism so exactly uh, this is this is not criticism we are talking about vinesh fogat has been penalized she has been 
suspended by the uh, wrestling authorities in india because uh, a she was using some sort of different equipment uh, you know uh, from the one which the rest of the wrestlers were using and also because of the physio a uh, thing that panda was just mentioning and a uh, criticism is fine uh, i mean a uh, criticism we are not saying we cannot criticize our athletes but then again we should not uh, penalize them uh, for, uh, for for you know whatever they have done we should be uh, very positive yeah you even so, manika patra received a show uh, cause notice to mm-hmm. answer as to why she uh, preferred to use a different coach rather than the one that was assigned by the uh, indian sports federation for the indian team although she had been practicing with that other coach he was not allowed to come to olympics so what she said is that you know uh, it is of no use that the current uh, indian coach be with her so uh, uh, criticism is when someone does not perform uh, uh, i would say when someone does not perform according to the mark according to expectation is, yeah you know uh, you you can just say that uh, he has not played well or uh, th- that is what criticism is that he didn't not give mm-hmm. his 100% uh, you can even criticize in a more harsher way that he might not have been training well and that that is one thing but penalizing is mm-hmm. that once the uh, things are out uh, and you could not do that taking actions against those things uh, that that is what penalizing is uh, that you are not allowed to mm-hmm. uh, your your wrestling uh, card or whatever like in boxing it is mm-hmm. that you know you cannot box for time and you you are, you are penalized you cannot take part in competition on behalf of india for uh, something that that is what penalizing uh, is so this is the difference that should be Uh, uh that that shouldn't be there between the athletes you know she's a world class athlete and uh, just just let's hope that she bounces back stronger although she has given hints of uh, i think so not continuing let's see now what happens anyways yeah and and, and i think uh, th- th- this is uh, sorry just one last thing before closing so so th- this is not about any one particular instance ki uh, one should have used the coach that was assigned by the authorities it is about being pro athlete so if if your stance is pro athlete you are actually promoting sports in the country so uh, you you have to be pro athlete not just in the words that you speak or in the rewards that you give but also in your actions so uh, uh, until until we can be pro athlete uh, uh, you know we, we won't actually promote sports in in our country and uh, we will never see india you know get to the heights that uh, some of the other countries have gotten to uh, we are still struggling with you know uh, single digit medals where there are countries who who are getting you know three digit medals so uh, we we should be uh, you know very pro athlete in our stance and and uh, we we should be forgiving because these are the people who are you know toiling hard day and night just for that one day uh, when they have to perform and sometimes things don't go your way sometimes it is luck that comes in between sometimes uh, you know uh, injuries uh, come in between so uh, we should be uh, you know uh, very forgiving uh, to to our athletes because they, they already have the disappointment of the loss who do you think is the most disappointed uh, when when they lose out on such a big stage it is obviously the athlete and if if we then again go back to punish them or you know go back and uh, criticize them for their actions then then some, somehow some way it, it does not bode well for for the whole sports scene in the country so uh, it is not really about following the regulation or, or doing something that you were told to do it is just about being pro athlete as long as you are pro athlete you are promoting sports uh, you know things are going to be fine right there was this boxer satish mm-hmm. uh, he fought when he had stitches on uh, you know, during this olympics although he lost his bout but that is the level of dedication uh, these sports person have uh, waiting 4 years for one day and uh, not able to perform or someone even better performing than you that that is obviously you you're not the best you can never be the best it is always relative so mm-hmm. that, that is how it uh, goes uh, goes on and uh, the show must go on that is again i would like to say you know and i have watched this beautiful movie sher shah uh, although okay. i was you know acquainted with uh, uh, captain batra's tale even earlier but uh, for those mm-hmm. who haven't please you know just uh, watch it i think so it will be a wonderful relief from your day to day activities and anyways all right so yeah uh, uh, with that i think uh, we we have we are 59 minutes into today's episode so uh, very close to the one hour mark so uh, we should close the discussion or we'll get booted out of the platform very very soon so thanks to everyone who who tuned in and and who watched the speak for for the last hour uh, and uh, you know uh, please continue to support us we'll we'll keep bringing you good content every week uh, uh, you know videos every friday that that's our motto here and uh, thank you so much to panda for uh, bringing uh, bringing his uh, you know insights to us yeah you know nikun just on that last note vinesh forgot basically told the uh, fellow Uh, that the whole federation is uh, 
ஒன்ஸ் together uh, when when you cannot have a uh, physio of your own and uh, that that is just just one extent how it goes you know even sindhu had her own coach but because she brought medal uh, all all was forgiven but same did not have uh, happen for manika batra and now in this case uh, vinesh hogart and sona malikpur so that is one thing uh, and yes thank you guys for uh, being with us to the very end and we hope to uh, you know uh, come back next week again all right all right so uh, there is a question uh, by rahul kant we'll we'll pick this up next time why aren't there sports psychologists yeah, in india i think it is a good question and this can help us because uh, you know it is the mental errors which which sometimes you know right. uh, simon miles raised a very important question this time so this is a very interesting question uh, we'll be taking up you know in the all sports right. section next week because paralympics will still be going on so anyways uh, thank you guys and uh, see you again next friday thank you professor all right take care guys bye take care guys